being an investigator of my own health allowed me to then move into being an investigator in my own business, you know, solving problems. So I believe that health is absolutely the foundation. If you feel like absolute crap, how can you show up in your business in your life the way that you want to? Welcome back to the show. I'm so excited you're here. And I'm going to start out. I just went to the most amazing weekend, you guys. I want to just be sharing little tidbits from a room full of the most incredible thought leaders, business people, authors, podcasters. I'm just going to start leaking out a few of the quotes that I heard dropped, which I'm so excited about. One of the quotes that I absolutely loved that Tom Bilyeu said was, whoever has the strongest home life takes the biggest risk. And I absolutely love that because I think that's such a focus for us this year is how do we create the network, whether it's your home life, whether it's your friends, whether it's a mastermind, where we really feel so connected and strong within that relationship that we feel more inspired to go for it and take bigger risks. So I want to plant that seed and have you remember that as much work as we're doing out in the world, it's so important to secure those deep connections because it's going to allow us to go and fly even higher and go to the places that we wouldn't normally be able to go because we feel so strong and secure. No matter how high we fly, we're able to have that crash pad in our relationships. You guys, today on the show is Bridget Mellinson. She's a functional medicine dietitian and the founder of Gut Personal. It's a supplement company that empowers everyone to eliminate gut issues for good through a personalized approach. You guys, I love this company so much and I love what she stands for, that we are investors in it. And it's not just about, you know, when Chris and I invest, if you listen to the podcast, it's not just about the product, even though we love it. It was one of the things that got our attention, but it's the human being. So today we not only talk about, of course, the product and what it does, but most of all, we talk about how she became the person who is able to run this company and create a product and put it out into the world to be as successful as it is, as fast as it is. She built a seven-figure company in just 16 months during the pandemic, you guys. So let's get started. Bridget, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh my gosh, this is surreal. I listen to Earn Your Happy all the time. So I'm honored. Thank you. That's surreal for me to hear when people say that. I'm like, you do? I almost get embarrassed. Like, wait, people listen to this? This is crazy. I actually had a friend today be like, oh, I'm listening to your show. I'm like, shut up. You listen to my show? That's so cool. It's just like that. Isn't that awesome? It's just so cool. It's probably like how you feel when you find out maybe someone you didn't know is using your product and you're like, you use my product? Yes. I literally texted a girlfriend that I squealed when I saw she ordered products from us. And she's like, Bridget, I've been using these for six months, but I had just (laughs) seen that she ordered. So I mean, it it does feel so cool no matter what level you're at. Mm, I love that. You guys, Bridget is the founder of Gut Personal, which we are investors in. I absolutely love it. I'm obsessed. I love what you're doing out in the world. I love what you're doing with, you have so many women, female investors as well, which is so awesome because there needs to be more of us. And the only way to learn about it is to do it and get educated on the ride (laughs) as you go along with it. I'm sure that you can totally like 
understand and relate what that journey is like and what that looks like when you decide to really make that, you know, a main point of what you're looking for. And I believe that's what you did is look for female investors, which is so cool opening that up. Why don't we kind of just start there? What was your first experience? First, tell us what gut personal is and what was your first experiences trying to get this business going and raising money? Yeah. So I'll take it back a little bit further. When the pandemic started, I'm like you said, a functional medicine dietitian. And I had a private practice. It was in person. I was specializing in gut health. And when the Mm. pandemic hit and I was working truly for two men who didn't really see my worth, kind of treated me like crap. I knew I wanted more. And so I took my business online and was seeing clients one-on-one as a gut health and functional dietitian. And then six months later, I had had enough revenue to where I could join Chris's mastermind, your husband's mastermind. Mm. And it was in this mastermind that yes, I grew my coaching, but I realized and what Chris really tuned me into is that I was just a well-paid employee of my Mm. business Mm. and that I didn't have a business to sell. I was trading my time for money. And this was around the same time, these, you know, beliefs and these concepts I was hearing about, you know, Chris was really preaching on is when you were starting like pink Mm -hmm. and it was watching you start this company, taking on female investors, having this really big vision and saying, okay, I can have these, all these really badass women come support me that I thought it was possible for me too. you know, watching you. So thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Cause (laughs) this company, I probably wouldn't have gotten off the ground as quickly as I had, if I wasn't watching you do it Mm -hmm. yourself. So it's been quite a journey and really exciting to to take on female investors to believe that I could have this business that I could sell for a a lot, a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Mm. It's so cool. And and for anybody listening, like we're making it sound easy right now, but like I didn't know how to even get an investor. I didn't even know how to have that conversation. Tell me about where that started. Were you like, okay, I want this, but who do I ask? Like, who did you ask? How did you learn? What was that first couple conversations like when you were on the phone with people talking about having them invest in you? So this is actually wild. The weekend before I decided to take on investors, I had this conversation with Chris and then I had a conversation with our marketing agency Mm -hmm. who had also worked for a lot of companies who fundraised. Mm. And basically they convinced me to do this. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm doing this. The next week in the Elite Mastermind, we were creating a Shark Tank simulation. Mm. So I pitched this company that I was going to take actual investors for, for the Shark Tank pitch simulation. Right. And so my first investors, actually, it wasn't a phone conversation. Mm. It was the simulation that they said, wait a minute, I know this is a company you're actually starting. Can I invest? Oh my God. (laughs) Talk about just like, and we're going to talk about this later, Bridget, because this is part of your three foundational things you need in your life to start a business. But like, talk about putting, investing in yourself in that mastermind and putting yourself in a situation where you just made that initial like setup for yourself of getting investors so much easier. And there was no pressure on you because you weren't looking at it like that. Absolutely. So my intention going into it was, 
I just think I have a really great business opportunity. I understood a little bit about investing because I was an investor in some physical product companies. Mm -hmm. So what I did after that, I was like, okay, wow, I have five people that saw my pitch deck, you know, basically explaining the opportunity, explaining my vision. Mm -hmm. I was so passionate in it, which I know when you guys are investing, you're really investing in the founder. Mm -hmm. And so I went to one of the lawyers that I knew that set up one of the investment rounds. And I was basically like, walk me through this. I have some people who want to invest. What does this mean? How do I set up this fundraise? And they walked me through it and I stumbled my way through it. Yeah. Same. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I loved what you were saying when I, what was going on with you when you didn't know the answer to a question, which is I didn't know a lot of answers to many questions. Same. I mean, you just say, you know, wait, I'll ask my lawyers. I'll get back to you. And you, you learn your way through it. So Mm -hmm. it was a huge learning process, but so freaking cool. Thank you so much for sharing that. That is the process. Ask for help. Go apply that help. When you don't know the answer, go ask for more help and let them know you'll get back to them. It's it's the whole, and you, you throw ego aside. You have rough days. Some nights you cry yourself to sleep and some days you quit working at 2 PM because you can't go on and you say today is done and I'll start tomorrow. Absolutely. And I think, you know, having the community around you or the people around you who are your mentors that you can ask the stupid questions to and really like throw your ego aside and be like, I had to ask my godfather who is in private equity, I had to say, okay, I've heard many people use this term EBITDA. I (laughs) still do not understand this concept. Can you explain it to me? And I felt stupid, but I still asked the question because I'm like, if I'm going to sell my company for multiple Mm -hmm. nine figures, I better understand this now. Yes, exactly. No, I still ask questions like that all the time. And I think one of the biggest things that I've allowed myself to do that is it's something that I've found that people don't frown upon at all. In fact, they think it's pretty awesome. Like the things that you think people would think are stupid, they actually appreciate. Is mm-hmm. like, I'll be in at, at dinners with guys who are talking at the table and they think you know what they're saying, except it's in Greek to me. And I'm like, oh, could you, what does that word mean? Wait, could you back up? Because I didn't, I'm not like on the train yet because I need you to explain what these three things mean. They're usually so happy to do it. And it helps them with perspective as well. Like, oh, I forgot not all of these people understand what I'm saying. So like, oh, cool. Okay, it's a moment to like educate. So having that in you to be able to stop a conversation, because when you let the conversation continue, that's when you're always going to be lost. You're never going to learn. So just like you said, like stopping the conversation or going out and asking, that's the only way to learn is to interfere and say, hey, could you please let me know so that I can actually learn? Because how many meetings have you left or have I left in the past where you pretended to know and then you got nothing that you needed from it? That's where it's got to stop. That's where we have to like actually let it be okay to show up vulnerably. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm. Okay, so much to talk to you about because I know that we are going through such similar experiences and that we have. All right, you have built a seven-figure company in 16 months during the pandemic. What does that look like? And it's all online. Tell us a little bit about how you launched and then what has been kind of your biggest like influx of customers? 
Yeah, I think so. When I launched was at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, when people were saying, don't go online. And I think it's really important. And you and I were talking about this before of like doing what's aligned for you. So even though things were scary at the beginning of the pandemic, I mean, we're going kind of through recession right now. Things are scary. People are saying pull back. When you do something that's on your heart, when you call your freaking shot, like I did and said, all right, I'm taking this business online. I, I don't really care what anyone else says. This is on my heart. This is in my gut. Then you're going to be really successful if you believe in what you're doing. So mm-hmm. I was showing up, you know, I created an offer, which was at the time working with me one-on-one, so simple and just showed up on stories and sold it. But I was doing it with a lot of passion and purpose. And I built the foundations for what it what you need to have to have a successful business online. Mm. Okay, so talking about the foundations, you guys, we have three things. So Bridget, we've got health, we've got worth and community. So let's dive into health because I know that you shared with me before we even hit record, like before you could even start your business, you were like, I couldn't even function or do the things that needed to get done to be the person who can have a seven figure company without first focusing on my health. So tell me a little bit about where you were at and how you navigated that path. Yeah. So when I was going through my huge health journey, I was in graduate school. I was a dietitian, yet I felt my worst. Wow. Isn't that crazy that that it's like, how does that happen? It totally happened to me too. Yeah. And it, 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 people look at you to be the beacon of health, right? I had six Mm -hmm. years of education under my belt in health and wellness, yet I felt like absolute crap. (laughs) You know, it's, it is so bizarre, but. Cause that's the gift. That's what you're meant to figure it out, you know? Okay. Absolutely. It it felt like a true gift because Mm -hmm. I had to go figure out how to heal from everything I was going through. You know, I gained a ton of weight. I had thyroid issues. I had migraines that were debilitating. Mm -hmm. I couldn't even, you know, function. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of gut issues and all of these things. I didn't know how, and I wasn't equipped to deal with even with six years of nutrition. Mm -hmm. You know, and I was going to doctors, maybe someone who's listening to this can resonate. And they were all saying I was fine, yet I was on all these different medications, you know? So I went out and seeked the information that I needed. I put myself into functional medicine training. After going to school for six years, I was like, all right, I guess I'm going back for three more to learn <laughs> all this functional medicine, which is basically healing from the root cause mm-hmm. instead of just saying, okay, you have thyroid issues, take thyroid medication, or you have migraines and low energy, take this medication. It was why. And I think being an investigator of my own health allowed me to then move into being an investigator in my own business, you know, solving problems. So I believe that health is absolutely the foundation. If you feel like absolute crap. How can you show up in your business, in your life, the way that you want to? So I had to heal myself in order to have the energy, have feel great to have Mm -hmm. my own business. So it's absolutely the foundation. Mm. So you've worked with a lot of people in that particular business when you were working one-on-one and when you had your own space as well. And then when you went online, what are you finding? I feel like so many of our issues tend to 
be the same, obviously. And I know that you're so obsessed with the gut. Tell me a little bit about that. Like what if right now I'm listening to this and I don't feel great, my energy is low. Doctors are telling me I'm fine. If I'm in the same position that you were in, what are some of the things that you would do to start healing and getting your energy back? Because I'm telling you, it's all about the energy. (laughs) Do you have the energy to even sustain what you want to do? Absolutely. I think so in functional medicine, we do a lot of testing. So we do poop testing to look at the gut. We do vitamin testing. We do hormone testing. So if you're feeling like crap, finding someone, that's what we do at Gut Personal, is we investigate. Why do you feel like that? And sometimes Mm -hmm. it's a quick fix and sometimes it's not. We have to look really deep if you've been feeling this for a long time. But there's answers out there. I think us as women... And I know at the beginning of my journey, this is what was happening for me. I took what doctors were saying at face value Mm. or what my girlfriends were saying is like, you eat salads all the time. You feel good, right? You know, you take care of yourself and knowing what your own experience is in your body. And then you have to, you have to fight for that. You have to say, no, I really don't feel good. Or when doctors are telling you, you feel your labs are normal saying, Mm this isn't normal. I don't feel well in finding the people that are going to empower you Mm. and find more information about what's, what the heck is going on in your body to then heal. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's talk about the second one, which is worth. And we were, as we were chatting, we're like, oh my God, worth literally ties into everything. Worth is believing that you're worth investing in. Worth is believing that you are worth your health. Worth is believing in changing your beliefs and your belief systems. Mm -hmm. So can we kind of break down? I know that you said you had to change a lot of beliefs and you love the personal development portion of business. Tell me a little bit about that journey within starting your business and how this has gone hand in hand. Yeah. So before I even started my business, I realized through a conversation with a friend who was a mindset coach and an executive business coach was that I had a lot of limiting beliefs about my abilities. I had a lot of limiting beliefs about building a business because I'd never done it. Mm. And so can you give us a couple of those? Just like what were some of the limiting beliefs and where do you think they came from? Have you dug into that? Yeah. I mean, so I'm from the Midwest, just like you. And so one belief in moving to Boston, which is a very affluent, you know, community, town, city, is that I'm from the Midwest. I don't deserve to make that much money. Mm, Yeah. Or I mean, another big one is that business, the best business people were men. That was a belief that I held. Yep. And so I had to rewire that. I had to look at it and say, do I want this to be true? Mm. Am I willing and open to change my belief about this? And then for many of the beliefs that I had, I had to look for evidence that they weren't true Mm. or people that were doing the thing that I wanted to be doing to expand what I believe is possible for myself, which I think is very important. Having those examples of people Mm. who are doing something that you want to be doing. Oh, I mean, that is like so vital. And so I want to know some of your examples. One of my examples, like the moment it shifted for me, it's funny when we were, when we started in network marketing, 
I had to break through beliefs just to start it. And then as I kind of worked through those on my own, I was like hitting a ceiling with what I was making. And the woman who had enrolled me was like, you need to come to this event. And I was like, I'm not going to the stupid events. Like I'll do this, but I'm not going to the events. And she's like, no, something happens there that I can't do for you without you going. And I was like, I don't even know what that means. But she was like, you just got to trust me on this one. And she was adamant about it. And when I got there, I understood what that was. And it wasn't until like the end of the day when they were parading people across the stage and people were talking on stage about what they were doing, all the money they were making, who they were. And it was that moment of, wait, that woman's just like me. And actually she has it worse than me. And they're all doing this and they're making how much? And they're from the same place I'm from. You have to create that for yourself. So that's what you've done. So tell me a little bit about that moment for you, that glass ceiling shattering moment. Hey y'all, if you didn't know, Earn Your Happy is now a part of the Growth Day Podcast Network. This is so exciting to me because I have been looking for a really good home for the show for, I can't even tell you, years, literally. And now I've finally been able to come together and collaborate with other people who have incredible shows and I want to share them with you. One of the shows is Motivation with Brennan Bouchard. And you guys, if you don't know about the beginning of my career, I literally started with Brennan Bouchard's work. It's how I launched one of my very first online courses and membership sites was because he gives so much advice that you can integrate and implement immediately. And that's what you're going to get on the show. Not just motivation, but you're going to learn exactly how to get your stuff out in the world. And not just that, but Brennan runs in the most incredible group of humans who are really doing the thing out in the world that you want to be doing. So go check it out. Go subscribe to Motivation with Brennan Bouchard. I promise you this is going to be one of those shows that no matter when you tune in, you're going to get value. Like it's not one of those that you're like, God, I listened for 30 minutes and I didn't get what I wanted. Like from the beginning, you're going to get something that changes your life or changes your business. So go check it out. Motivation with Brendan Bouchard. I know you're going to love it. I'm obsessed. There's been so many of them, but at the beginning of my business, what was really powerful for me was our mutual friend, Jess DeRose. Mm -hmm. She had in her Instagram profile, and I mean, this thing shifted me so much. She had in her Instagram profile, first million dollars in 18 months, where I thought, you know, starting my business at the time years ago was, okay, maybe I'll make a couple, you know, hundred thousand dollars going online. Mm -hmm. When she had that, she made her first million in 18 months holy shit, I can do that too. Mm. Just like you were saying that glass ceiling broke. I looked at her and said, if she can do it, I can too. And I think where most women go wrong or most people go wrong in this space is saying, well, she's different Mm -hmm. or she can do it. I can't. And so from that moment on, for me, what was really powerful is saying, if she can do this, I can too. Just like what happened for you. So good, you guys. If you can just pick up this one thing from this podcast, whenever you feel, well, she's different, she's not. Like, and don't choose to believe it because when you say she is, you're, it's a choice, right? It's a choice to go, well, there's got to be something different there. Instead, exactly what you said, Bridget, do exactly what Bridget said and say, 
okay, if, if she can do it, I can too. Four minute mile, you guys, the second that four minute mile was broken, how many other people did it the next year? It's absolutely crazy. It, but it's the choice, right? Because a lot of people didn't break the four minute mile even after seeing it because they didn't choose to believe they could do it. So it's, it's insane what beliefs can do. It's literally mind boggling and so cool. And I think the same thing happened for me when I was taking on investors or when I was building a company to sell. When I was watching you do it, I could look at you and say, she's been in the online and business space for 15 years. She has so much more experience than me. She has a bigger community. I could have said that. Mm -hmm. And guys, let's not feel bad if we do say those things to ourselves, right? But shifting that into she's doing it, I can too. Simple. Yes. Yes. It's so funny. I remember speaking at that mastermind and and talking to you at Chris's mastermind. And literally, I can always tell when people are getting it, like when you're on stage speaking. And I just remember, I was like, oh, her energy has shifted into like, yes, a yes. And it's, it's allowing yourself to be like, what would it feel like if this was possible for me and I said yes to this and this can be me too. Because I feel like I literally, you were nodding and like, yes. And you absorb, when you're in that state, you guys, you absorb so much information. Like even if you're listening to this podcast and you start nodding and saying, yes, this is possible for me while we're talking, you're going to absorb by osmosis, our energy, our belief, you're going to call in the belief. Like it's so very real and tangible that use the rest of this podcast to say, this is so possible for me. Like it's so possible for all of us in the future, whoever's listening to be at a table with Bridget and I, talking about how cool it is that you went through this and you did it and how hard it was, but it was so amazing. It was so worth it. So I I love that, Bridget. Like I just, I, in the moment in that room, I was like, this is so cool to see someone who fully knows this and believes it for herself. Um, And it's just shown that within what you're doing in the business and just how you present yourself. Okay, so worth, belief, investing in yourself. Tell us a few of the things that you've invested in that have really been like a tipping point for you always investing in the community, always Mm -hmm. getting in the room. You know, it's so important. And it's said so much in this, you know, personal development space and coaching space to get in the room, but truly pulling up a chair, you know, Mm -hmm. at that table that you want to be in. You know, when I invested in Chris's mastermind for the first time, it was really scary. Mm -hmm. But I said to myself, I want to be around those big picture thinkers, those people who have bigger goals than I do. How can I do it? I mm-hmm. want to join a mastermind. So always for me, masterminds have been so powerful, changing my community, you know, coming from the Midwest and then moving to the East Coast, not really truly having those big vision thinkers around me was hard mm-hmm. at the beginning. And mm-hmm. when things shifted for me, was getting into the room with people who had had really big goals. And there's, you know, micro shift, but then there's also the macro shift of if this is the community that I've put myself into now, I started looking at my community when I went back home. I started Mm -hmm. looking at my relationships in a bigger way. So it's such a powerful piece of growth is looking who you're surrounding yourself with. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to take us right into the third one, which is community. So that's a really beautiful way to get yourself into a community. But let's talk about what community actually does 
within your business and within your personal growth. Because I can tell you, I definitely experienced some success without it, but I hit a ceiling hard. I was miserable. I was lonely. I was anxious. I was depressed. I might've had a little community, but I was certainly not using them. I didn't know how to use them. I didn't know how to lean on them. I didn't know how to have fun and create within that. So let's talk about like how you developed community and how you use them. I mean... Truly for me, the investing in community, the investing in masterminds Mm -hmm. was the big thing that really allowed me to be in those rooms. And then cultivating that, I think it's really important to show up for the people that are making you feel really good, Mm -hmm. that are truly like your peeps, right? Like instead of just... When you join masterminds, I think there's sometimes a pressure to show up for every single person in that room with the same energy. And I didn't do that. I said, okay, who are my people in this room that get what I want to do that are going to support me in the way that I need to be supported? And I can support them and have the energy to support them in the way that they need. Yes. And picking out those like one to three people, not everyone in the freaking room. Yes. Okay. This is where I think everyone, and, and I've done this too. This is where I think people kind of essentially get overwhelmed or screw up when they're trying to connect. And they're like, you know what? Connecting sucks. Masterminds are overrated is because what you just said is has to be learned. And it almost, you have to go in with that intention and you have to go in with a bit of a plan because I've joined masterminds and been so overwhelmed because I am a recovering, I'm a former people pleaser. So when I would walk into a room, I'd be like, oh my God, are they happy? Do they know I'm a nice person? I, I want to make sure that they know that I'm this or that or whatever. Like that's coming from such an ego place as a people pleaser of, I must make sure everybody likes me. So masterminds didn't go that great for me in the beginning because I was exhausted. I felt like I had to show up for everyone. And so you, you know what I'd end up doing? I would avoid everything. I'd stop getting on the Facebook stuff. I stopped wanting to go to the meetings. And what you just said is key. So you guys, when you're looking for community, like figuring out who gets you, exactly what Bridget said. You said, who gets you? You know, who can I support in a way that feels like I'm actually, can I actually support you in this? Do I have enough energy for it? Does it feel fun and aligned? And finding those people who can do it for you and investing in them. Like be within the room and of course be friendly to the people. But that's kind of the group that you're going to move forward with. Yeah. And I think when you do that, you create these really intentional, deep, and powerful relationships versus just creating a lot of more connection calls or creating another to-do for yourself. So that really allows you to grow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If if you're creating relationships that just feel like more of a to-do, you're going to hate relationships. (laughs) So sometimes you have years, and, and this is an interesting question for you, I had years where it was like, I had to really get out there and and like meet a lot of people and try to find those people. So those are kind of the years of yes, where there's just a lot. It's a little overwhelming. You're kind of like doing these different calls and friend dates to find those people. 
And then I went through the process of like, oh, these are my people. And now it's a year of no. And I'm really getting like intimate with these, you know, smaller containers. And I only want to go to small dinners now. I only want to do these certain things until I need to find more people for other reasons. But tell me about kind of where you were at with that, what that year of like setting your community up looked like or two years or five or whatever that looks like. And then what you're focusing on now. Yeah. When you were saying that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel the same way, but I don't, it'd be interesting to figure out what makes it a yes year and what makes it a no year. Mm -hmm. I suppose maybe in different seasons of building, in different seasons of focus. But for me, last year was a no year. Mm -hmm. The year before was a yes year. So when I was building my business, when I was doing a lot of personal development to figure out who the heck I was, Mm -hmm it was a big yes year. And so during that yes year, what I figured out over months was who I was lit up by, who gave me more energy and who drained me. And that was kind of what brought me into my no year was looking and maybe for who's listening to this, maybe this is the time it's the beginning of the year to look at your calendar. Cause we all live and die by Google Cal, right? (laughs) Look at your calendar and figure out or your contacts or your text messages, figure out who gave you energy and who's taking away your energy. Because my guess is if they're sucking your energy, they're not an aligned and supportive relationship for you. And I think honestly, this year is going to be a no year for me as well as I move into the intention of what I'm doing in the business, what I'm doing in my personal life. So I might have two back-to-back no years. I don't mm-hmm. know about you. Yeah. See, so, well, it's it's kind of it's kind of like, do you have the community that you need? If not, it's a yes year. Right. If so it's a no year. So it's kind of like, okay, I'm gonna take what I'm getting from my community and go and integrate and really focus on building that and going deep and us working together. Whereas, you know, when I was, let's just say, you know, in every new thing that I've done, like in every pivot, I've needed to have yes years, usually the first year or two of building it. When I pivoted from more of the network marketing space to the personal development and writing a book space, I had to have a yes year of who are the authors? Who knows what I'm talking about? Like, where are they? Let's get them in the network. So I had to find those people. So that's kind of, are you going into something new? Whoever's listening, do you have the tribe community and mentors that you need do you feel set? There's a very specific feeling. Like Bridget, when you said, you know what? I I think it's going to be another no year. That was inventory you took on your on your people. Like I feel pretty solid. Like I have the people who I need to ask. So if you're feeling like you don't, then it means that you're setting yourself up or you're, you should be setting yourself up for a yes year of, you know, whose mastermind can I join? What, you know, what group dinner could I get people together to all talk and, you know, see if we're aligned? Like what, girl groups could I go hang out in and start workouts in and see if we're aligned in this way. That's going to be what we mean by a yes year, like getting out there, like getting out among the people and having these facilitated conversations and being the one who facilitates it. So I think that's another thing is you're, you're like a, you're a starter. Like you'll go and create what you wish existed. You're not like, God, I wish, I wish this was here. And I wish they'd call me. And I wish there was a girl group who talked about business. Go create it. Find them. You know, it's so interesting when you were talking about that, I was like, you know what I was thinking about originally with a yes and no year is building kind of that community of people who are doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. But as you were talking, I was like, wow, there's, 
yes and no's in different areas of your life or different areas of business where I'm saying yes a lot to this year is my own team. Oh, yeah. And developing the team and really focusing in on that. So there's probably a lot of different areas where there's yeses and no's, but it's complex. It is. It's layered. And the second you think you covered the layers, you're like, oh, there's a whole other onion under here. So, but it's so fun. That's what makes it interesting. It's just the challenges, all of the things, the twists and the turns. Can you tell me about a time where it felt really challenging or devastating, but you actually found out who you were during it? Oh gosh. I think that was all of what 2022 was for me. (laughs) Same. The last two years. Yeah. Oh God. All of these challenges like really show you who you are. You know, I had a challenge with, I was doing business coaching still Mm -hmm. a lot last year. And I had a challenge with my mastermind with some really good friends. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. And it showed me who my true community was. It showed me to listen to my freaking gut a little Mm. bit more Mm -hmm. because when I was feeling off in relationships and that's kind of where, you know, I was talking about, are they giving you energy or draining your energy? There's nuance to that. You know, do you feel supported by them and in all of these things? But the short of it is that I was really disappointed Mm. last year and it by friends who are also clients that it allowed me to learn more about myself. It it taught me a lesson of learning to listen to my gut even more. Mm. So that was extremely powerful and also very hurtful at the time. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes with like these business lessons, they can stab you. Yeah. You know, twist. Twist the knife and they hurt really mm-hmm. bad. But if you take approach to it, you know, while you're healing of trying to learn the lesson from it, then you're going to come out better. Maybe mm-hmm. the next year. Yeah. And, you know, I, uh, there's not one business person that I've talked to who does not have a gut wrenching experience like that. And a lot of times in the beginning of business too, our, our, our friends are involved and, you know, it doesn't mean necessarily that they're bad people. It just means that they were good in a certain area of your life. And now it's not meant to be on this part of your journey. And quite honestly, like without that experience from people that close to you, I don't think we get to know who we are. So as much as sometimes I just want to like, you know, smack them across the face or be like, what the heck? Like This is I don't understand or shake them and be like, who are you? Like, what is happening? Like, what? I don't even understand. Those are the moments. Those are the only moments that we get to choose to show up as the person that we actually say that we want to be. Mm-hmm. And there, if they weren't close to you, you wouldn't care as much. You'd write them off. And so it has to be personal. I feel like we've said gotten personal so much through this podcast without knowing it. Like... Even though I hear it every time, but it's so funny. Uh, It has to punch you in the gut and it has to be personal for you to move forward, for you to like really know who you are. So anybody listening, if you're like, wow, people cannot be going through this. They can't be going through their friends disowning them. They can't be going through this much of a hardship. Yes, it happens. Like, and don't fear it. Don't dread it. Because when you're in it, you're going to reach out to your community, which I'm sure you did. Did you lean on your community during that time? The ones who were not giving you crap. (laughs) Absolutely. 
Yeah, I think that's the important part of having your tribe is that you do have people who you can call on for different things and give you support that you need or the tough love that you need. Because if you have a community who's just going to nod their head and be like, you did everything right, everything's good, and don't push you to learn the lesson, then Mm. like, you know, for me, and I know this is the same way for you, I do want friends who push me and who don't tell me I'm right all the time. So that actually was really helpful too. So, cause I had some girlfriends who were like, okay, so where do you think you can do better next time? Mm, yep. That is huge because every single one of these things, I can see where I played a role in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you can't see where you played a role, then I don't know. Are you really yeah. looking into it? Are you really pulling a lesson from it? Maybe not. If you can't see where you're playing the role, you're going to keep playing that role. Let me tell you, you will continue to be like, why does this keep happening to me until you're like, oh, because this is part of me is triggering that or allowing it. Yeah. So good. Bridget, I could talk to you all day long. Let's talk a little bit about your amazing products. You have the Miracle Worker, the Booster, the Soother. Tell me about, okay, what is the Miracle Worker? Like right now, who am I if I need this? Every single person on this planet <laughs> is a miracle worker. Kid you not. So the miracle worker is magnesium. Mm-hmm. Magnesium helps our nervous system. It helps us sleep better. It helps us poop better. It helps us not feel anxious. So magnesium, right? <laughs> I really love all those things. So the miracle worker is our number one best-selling product. It is magnesium. Everyone needs it. It's really powerful. The other products that you were talking about are also so powerful, but really the thing that makes gut personal different is our personalization. So you actually go on to the website, you take a quiz. So you actually figure out what you need, not just what, you know, your girlfriend needs, who's really bloated and tired. You figure out what you need. So that's something where people are getting better results. You know, they're feeling better. They're going from feeling really confused. What the hell do I take? I don't know if you're like me, but I felt like that with supplements in the beginning. I was like, what the, there's so many out there. Totally. Absolutely. So we want to take the guesswork out of that and say, okay, based on your symptoms, based on how you want to feel, here's what you need to take. And also having really high quality products, right? Like Mm -hmm. no matter if you're creating a service-based company or a coach, or you have a physical product, you have to create a great product that people keep buying if you want to stay in business. So we did that with gut personal supplements too. I love it. Okay, so where do we go if we want to take the quiz? Gutpersonal.com slash Lori. Go take the quiz. And uh, we'll get you set up. We have a team of dietitians, functional medicine dietitians. We do poop testing. We do hormone testing. Everything you can think of to fix your body starting from the gut because it's the center of all health. I love it. Thank you so much for going over these three foundational things that you need to start a business. It's always so much fun to talk to Someone who's in it with you. Like it is just, ah, just uh, talk about community, you guys. That's what gets you through. It makes you feel so seen and like you're so normal. So hopefully you listening to this are like taking a breath of relief and knowing that everything you're going through and everything you're going to face is such a part of it and that you can do it all if you have belief in yourself, if you take care of your health, and if you have that community, you guys, and even if one of them is not working or you don't have all three, start working on those while you're building your business or before. 
So Bridget, all right, they can go to gutpersonal.com slash Lori and check everything out. You guys, one of the biggest gifts that we can give to our guests is to go and let her know what your biggest takeaway from this podcast was. So what Instagram do you want them to tag you at? Tag us at gutpersonal. Okay, tag <laughs> gut personal, tag me. You guys know that I share every single story and let us know what your biggest takeaway was so that we can be like, holy shit, people listened, Bridget. They actually huh. tuned in. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, until next time, earn your happy. Bye, everyone.